Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. It's time for this week's Friday Morning GM with co-host Vasil Rikos. Vas, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Ken. A little bit of a tough week for all of us, I think. Left searching for answers in a way after that that loss to Kansas City. You know, it, uh, it's tough when you have the 2019 team with all those young primo position players on rookie deals and you can't get over the hump. And then the 23 season, one of the best DBOA teams of all time, and you still can't get over the hump, but you just got to keep plugging away. Yeah. And uh, we we did talk a little bit about whether or not this is a successful season or not. Uh, I think last week got a much bigger look into that coming on one last thing this week. So if you if you didn't, I'm not sure which one is going to is going to post first, but make sure you mm-hmm. download one last thing also this week because we'll we'll certainly be discussing that. But lots of news immediately following the season for the Ravens. A lot of it, uh, you know, somewhat disturbing, but I think is is typical of extraordinarily well-run franchises that they can't keep an incredibly talented group of coaches and front office people together. Absolutely. We made note of that or predicted that a few weeks back. They assembled sort of the dream team, especially on the defensive side of the ball as far as position coaches and the front office. And, um, you know, we'll get into it, but some of these folks I think were probably overdue for a job. And you put together a season like that, other teams want to uh, try to steal what they can, borrow what they can, learn what they can, and, and you're going to suffer some attrition. Absolutely. So let's get to the first name first, and, and he's obviously the biggest, is Mike McDonald, gone to Seattle on a six-year deal. It's I, I, I'm happy Seattle's in the NFC. This is a um, dynasty-building move to get a 36-year-old head coach. If it doesn't work out, you know, they'll lose millions of dollars, you know, maybe $20, 30000000 million in terms of the, the, the money they spend on McDonald would be my, my guess. He would be about $5 million a year he'd be making in, in Seattle. To command a six-year deal on his very first opportunity at head coach is a remarkable accomplishment by him and really a, a, a – symbolizes exactly where he's thought of in the in the uh, tiers of NFL coaching. Yes, completely agree. I believe one of the national reporters said through the interview process, the teams were saying he was like a defensive Sean McVay, just the whiz kid mastermind, just had, you know, clicking, checking every single box. Um, it's a tough loss. And I know saw a good portion, maybe, maybe up to a, some I don't know what percentage, but a good portion of the Ravens fan base thought that maybe now was the time to 
insert McDonald as the head coach and push Harbaugh to the side. Um, I can see the pluses and minuses of, uh, I think, the, of either decision. Uh, either way, I think you're going to have expect or project some level of defensive regression next season because he was that caliber of coordinator. There's there's other reasons to expect defensive regression when the team is as good as it was. Oh, so, sure. I mean, you know, sure. and and not to mention that they're also losing a bunch of players. So uh, it, it'll be a it'll be a combination of factors. But you know, it's it's like in a lot of ways, it's like saying we expect regression after Lamar's great rookie, mm-hmm. not rookie year, second year, his MVP year. Um, and and you know, there are still people out there saying he's only going to get better. Well, no, right. he's he's not going to only get better. He's actually going to take a big step backwards statistically because there's nobody ever been at this level before. So yes, anyway. yeah, I think if McDonald came back with every single position coach and every single player, you'd still expect regression. So yeah, that's yeah, it's an outlier type of season. Yeah. So we we go into this next year, and uh, th- there were potential internal re- replacements. We've heard now several hours before the show. Uh, that Zach Orr is the guy, which is a little bit surprising to me that he's the guy. I mean, I thought maybe Denard Wilson was the guy. Does it now make you believe that Denard's Wilson's Denard Wilson's departure might have been tied to the fact that the Ravens probably had a very set internal succession plan, and they said Zach's it if if uh, Mike leaves? Um, I'm not sure I would go that far. Maybe Denard was he just liked the opportunity in Tennessee. Um, I'm not sure exactly if they if they denoted that to the coaches before the whole process started. I was a little bit surprised that it was Orr instead of Anthony Weaver because Weaver does have more experience and experience play calling, um, and Orr is a younger coach. But we're not in those meetings. We don't know what kind of play calling and schemers they are. And at this point, I think you kind of have to trust John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta's judgment of selecting Orr, uh, hopefully with that in mind. Because Harbaugh is supposed to t- handle the leadership motivation portion of it uh, for the most part, and the coordinator is more the schematic guy. Yeah, I, well, I agree, and and you know, in that sense, uh, uh, Weaver is kind of duplicating something Harbaugh. If you've ever seen just Anthony Weaver talk, yeah. he's just very natural leader. Um, and I don't know how he is with scheme. I don't know how Zach Gore was with scheme. We'll find out. I didn't know how Wink Martindale was with scheme when he came here. Um, uh, they, the, I think the Ravens lost one of the guys that they would have considered this last week when Jesse Minter went with Jim Harbaugh to the chargers. And that was a pretty big opportunity there, maybe to get another young coordinator, but, uh, some about hiring in house is good. First of all, it doesn't take as long. You can just get it done. And I think one of the encouraging things about what's happened is that I don't know that they knew for how long they knew Mike McDonald was leaving, but to have a plan in place right away um, is nice. Now I wouldn't avoid, you know, going, going through the process of hiring and looking under every rock for really good coordinators. But when you think about it, the Ravens are kind of a little bit late to the party here. And so they already lost out on Minter because they're still playing in the postseason. Minter was not technically signed until after that, but they, they probably lost out on a lot of the, the potential discussion for that. With Denard Wilson, I, I, I'm I'm not sure um, you know wh- where he fit relative to Orr, but my if I had to guess, I'd have to say that um, Orr is being taken over Weaver. Then there's probably Orr was also the choice over Wilson because you'd think otherwise if if Wilson were really their first choice of those three, that they'd have said something to him ahead of time. 
that they don't let him know, you know, this is it. And it's the it's the freaking Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator position. I mean, this is one of the one of the best jobs to 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 trip into if you if you have a chance mm-hmm. ever. No basically no defensive coordinator here has ever really failed. Even Madison who is mm-hmm. often brought up as the you know the guy? I mean, he's two years of a very top defense in the league. Uh, did he did he did he maximize it? Maybe not. Hey, still very good defensive coordinator. He's the worst they ever had. You know, and then sure. you really have to t- have to decide. You know, was Dean Pease the guy who stayed around for six years, has a long NFL resume and whatnot? Is he a bad defensive coordinator? Oh no, no. Yeah. Well, he's he's gotten jobs at other teams after he left. He sure. quasi retired and then went on and and beat the 2019 Ravens in the playoffs with the inverted cover too. Right. Um, I personally was kind of hoping for Wilson because I do personally prefer scheming it up back to front yes. in the uh, on defense. Um, but you know, it, we, we got to. I think you got to trust your judgment with this. I will say that with McDonald departing, I think there's probably pretty good chance he could take somebody to be his DC and his OC, maybe T Martin. I heard as a potential OC, I think there's still five defensive coordinator positions available um, at this time. Now that the, the commanders just filled theirs just right before we went on here. I don't even recall the gentleman's name. Makes me wonder is Anthony Weaver now that he's been passed over twice, is he looking for greener pastures? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that might be the case. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope not. I hope he stays with the Ravens. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how quickly he'll be a DC here when you hire a guy like Orr, who's younger than he is. Um, right. Just It just doesn't seem very likely. So I, I think Orr is about a decade younger than him, right? Because Orr, Orr came in around 2013 or so with the Ravens. And, and, was and we was 2002. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's a full decade younger. Yeah. So um, I, I, it's it's one of those things where it's just it's just not an ideal position to be in. If you're in if you're in any job, you wouldn't really want your boss to be ten years younger than you and and have their whole career in front of them while you're uh, you're wondering how do I move up from here. So uh, sure, so it, it does make I think that also applies to the the change in the front office, the big change because uh, the cost is a young man, and Joe Ortiz was sort of blocked and uh, he yes. bided his time. And now he's, um, you know, latching on with Jim Harbaugh, the Harbaugh connection out in uh, Los Angeles. Um, looks like a good fit for him, but I think it could be a loss. And the Ravens are probably going to have some competition personnel-wise between the Harbaugh brothers in the next couple off-seasons, I would imagine. Yeah, so on two levels. Let's we'll start with start with the front office personnel. And and some of them, I don't doubt, are going to follow Hortiz out to those jobs. So the Ravens did lose some scouting talent to Joe Douglas when he left the Jets, which is the mm-hmm. exact analogous situation. I mean, it's it's the Jets and the Chargers, maybe you can provide so either either place is a is a potentially a place that that's that uh front office talent would like to work either in New York or or in the LA area. Um, you, you're you're giving them that option. You're you're you know having them uh, work with another young guy, but a guy who obviously has handpicked them, which is a is a positive. And then the other point you make about the players, this is where I think the Ravens could potentially really get poached because their practice squad is not protected. They have a bunch of ninety day, uh, sorry, ninety man roster futures contracts they're going to sign, and uh, you know those guys are are now at risk. So mm-hmm. so some of the guys they haven't gotten signed yet are now at risk to being poached by Ortiz. And um, and I'm not I'm not happy about that. 
I'd agree. I would agree. It's just a natural process. I mean, even when Phil Savage went to Cleveland all, all those years ago, he took some guys with him. I know he took Jan- Daniel Jeremiah with him and some other guys. It's just the way it goes. And Harbaugh, I guess to his credit, is always uh, in favor of promoting and, and for advancement of his coaches. Some teams don't do that. In in mm-hmm. Carolina, Ajevero, their defensive coordinator, is under contract, and they're refusing to allow him to interview because he's under contract, which is apparently just an organizational decision. The Ravens don't operate that way, which is in the best interest of the people themselves, but probably not the franchise, truly. But maybe the hiring process. So now they're going to have to go out yeah. and get people, and one of the things they're going to be able to tell them is, hey, look, we always let people interview for their next job. If you can get a promotion out of here, we're not going to, we're not going to stop you. And mm-hmm. so I, I think, you know, from that perspective, they'll have an opportunity. Anybody who's a, who's a young and outstanding um, position coach is probably going to want to move up. And the Ravens are going to go through another round of hiring for this. They did an, a, a, just an absolutely magnificent job of it. And by the way, folks, that is Harbaugh's purview. It really is not DaCosta's purview. Just to be clear, they, they may discuss it. DaCosta may well be involved in the interview process and whatnot, but that silo belongs to Harbaugh. And that was made real clear at the, at the time of previous coordinator hirings, including with Martindale, Roman, ones like that. Um, he, so he's in charge of that. And there's, there's not somebody else designated. That's the reason I'm, I'm, I'm making a heavily emphasized point here is that the, the whole fire Harbaugh thing, you're firing the hiring process that Harbaugh has brought to bring all of these great coaches to the team, not just recently, but over his entire tenure. Now there, there have been at times he's had some problems hiring some offensive coordinators. I think he's gotten a lot better at it over time. Um, I don't think he's really, uh, uh, there are people who say, well, look at the coordinators he's hired. He's hired a bunch of old guys who are not going to replace him or no threat to him. And and there have been cases where he has hired older guys. And then there's cases like he's hired younger guys like Pagano and McDonald and, and whatnot that, that are, that are, mm-hmm. you know, candidates to move on. Kubiak. Yeah, definitely. Um, I read an article. Hmm, is it, was it the athletic last week? I, I don't want to miscite it. Might, I think it was the ringer actually. And they were saying that one of the, um, the efficiencies that the Ravens unlocked particularly this season was tapping the college ranks for coaches. And you mm-hmm. think about it, both coordinators were recently college coordinators, um, and I, I'm sure some of the other guys, but uh, I think that's an avenue they should explore heavily um, this offseason. The college game is becoming even less desirable to be a college coach with the player movement and, yeah. uh, you know, opportunity for advancement. And with some of the bigger guys, you know, coming off the, uh, you know, Nick Saban and, and the like, um, I, I do hope maybe Jim Leonard, another former Raven who was Wisconsin's oh, yeah. defensive coordinator for a while, would be a guy I'd look into. I mean, the list can go on and on, but that's probably – and also some of these Dr. Russ-type specialists who had their camp, can you can they become a full-time coach maybe? Yeah, I, I first of all, love all of that. And what Harbaugh did specifically with McDonald ought to be cited as just one of the new ways of doing it is send a really talented position coach to be a defensive coordinator at some program for a year for an internship. See how he does it. Obviously, he succeeded tremendously at Michigan. Jesse Minter succeeded after him there as well. And, and they became you know immediately hireable at the NFL level. So I, I, it, it, Harbaugh's a very, very amicable guy. He's a very um, 
Uh, I think he relates well to other people. I, I, I think it'd be easy for him to find that sort of a relationship. It doesn't have to be with a lot, but if it could be with two or three different Power Five schools, um, I think it'd be, it'd be fantastic. You know, yeah. Tennessee, Oklahoma, and somewhere in Florida, say Florida State, right. say if he, three programs that he's working with, and and you, you you have the ability to exchange personnel, he's always going to be on the winning end of that. Any anybody he sends sends down to, to quote unquote triple A to, mm-hmm. to to get their uh, uh, edge on, um, you know, it's it, he's going to be in great shape to get them back, and and then also you know hopefully there'd be potential to hire off of that uh, off of that person staff yeah definitely and you know they brought in willie taggart who was a running backs coach last year who was former head coach uh at oregon and florida state up uh, just back to the dc and head coach and succession planning because that was kind of it all kind of kind of came fast and furious this week uh mcdonald latches on then we spent about 30 i don't know 20 hours discussing uh, candidates and now someone's hired this is the place where black is the main character where we dive into something new like the latest season of them the scare and the award-winning american fiction or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend bob marley one love and add on channels like paramount plus and stars to bask in nostalgia with beverly hills cop and bmf explore prime videos culture rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits restrictions apply see amazon.com Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, and this was before we were talking with some folks on a space Garnet and Chris and uh, Jerry and a lot of guys. Um, some people were making the case that Mike McDonald actually would be more of the stability, uh, bring that aspect potentially, because as you said, he is a younger guy that could potentially build that next dynasty. My, uh, my, my pushback against that was that I think if you're going to make that move, I would like an offensive-minded uh, coach. If you look at the two coaches in the Super Bowl, um, I think that's probably the way to have the most sustainability in the NFL these days is to have one of those really elite Andy Reid, Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan, and uh, now with Ben Johnson sitting in Detroit uh, for the second year in a row. Um, that was kind of my, my one thing against it. Um, 
So we'll see how much longer Harbaugh has. Uh, it's it's probably going to depend on who he continues to hire. I I I can I I'm good with either system. I'm good with a coordinator as head coach uh, system with with Reed or or with uh, you know Tomlin effectively has that deal. Although he's really mm-hmm. in charge of the defense, even though he might not be calling the actual plays. Uh, whatever whatever it might be i'm i'm okay with that i'm also completely okay with having leader of men at the top of the organization i think that's what they get from harbaugh and and the hiring practices that go with that um i would be strongly against having um panicked what i would consider to be panicking move to mcdonald as a replacement for harbaugh strictly based on where people think they are now there's been this mm-hmm. fire harbaugh contingent that's been around you know ravens twitter and and boards and whatnot for a lot of years but they, they're basically dissatisfied disillusioned folks who who can't really give you the good reasons why that would be true in any depth um i just i i don't believe that that uh um there's enough information out there about McDonald, the head coach, because he has no experience at it, to understand just how right. good he'd be at things like hiring assistant coaches and whatnot. And by the way, you know, one of the things about Harbaugh hiring you could point to is that the, the, the guy he's hiring is not completely worried about Harbaugh being around 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. They might be worried about him being around it, you know, for the next three or four years if they've got a real, you know, want to get there right away or this is their time is now. But, uh, you know, a lot of guys he's going to be able to hire – are some of the younger great people a 32 year old you know position coach who's going to be a 35 year old you know coordinator at some point um those guys are totally available to harbaugh at this point good point very good point so uh you know we'll see but i do think they're probably going to uh potentially lose greg lewis i believe interviewed who's a wide receivers coach yeah i believe he interviewed for an oc job I think a few less of those still available, maybe four or three at this point. Uh, and then Chris Hewitt, I would probably expect him to maybe be some sort of, you know, that co-defensive coordinator, but just that one step down. I, mean, I think he's considered technically the passing game coordinator, but I expect he will be a central piece of uh, of Orr's, you know, staff if they can hold on to him. I think at this point they got to try to hold on to uh, as many of them as they can. Right. Well, at least those guys have a history of working together. So, um, you know, that, that should be part of it. Now, always people are going to think about their own careers and try to decide, uh, does it really make sense to be working for my friend who's two years younger than me kind of thing? Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I would hope that Orr's relationship or a very relatable guy, mm-hmm. the difference between him working with a linebacker like Patrick Queen and um, – uh, Rick, Rob Ryan working with a linebacker mm-hmm. like Patrick Queen is night and day. That is the mm-hmm. extreme ends of the spectrum of relatable and non-relatable coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think Orr's probably now with this promotion. I mean, what's he been a position coach for three only three years, right? Um, I think so. Now, eighteen eighteen, he had to retire, right? And, they, and it, yes, because Anthony Levine, when they yes. went back to some dime play in eighteen. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's something about Orr I wanted to talk to you about. So you got Orr, a three-down linebacker, for his career, even though it was, it was fairly brief and he had he, his fourth year, he had to he had to uh, quit the game effectively. Um, and and who, who was who was good and played under Pease, and Pease loved him as a three-down linebacker next to Mosley. And you have 
McDonald's committed nickel defenses last year with Patrick Queen and the fact that he coached Patrick Queen. Now he's gotten Trenton Simpson, who will presumably be, be the presumptive starter at weak side linebacker coming up. Do you see this as a team that possibly could adapt back to the dime, or do you think it's, it's, it's less likely with Orr being a linebacker himself than it otherwise would be? I do think it's less likely. I had that note written down. Not quite worded the same exact way, yeah. but I am a little bit apprehensive that a former Will will over-prioritize that position. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I just don't want to really more than that. I don't want them to go revert back to we have to stop the run first before more than the pass. I think that was the genius of McDonald the last uh, year and a half stop the pass first stop the run second after a long time I'm sure that was a tough decision to pitch to Harbaugh and, and Bashadi and Ozzy especially Ozzy but uh, I, I hope they don't go back there because I think they're on to something with stop the pass first and, and let them run a little bit yeah I, I I do too and I think there there have been other teams we've already seen that have kind of picked up on that Kansas City is built built back to front also and the New England teams were uh, of uh, a lot of the Belichick era so um you know it's it, I, I I think it's a it's reasonable to look at this and say that that that's a that's a good way to go now I just I'm the, the specifically all of the money they can unlock at that dime position I don't I certainly don't want to be spending draft capital there at will if the Ravens can truly un, un find these guys as, on a UDFA level, you know, they should, they should look for the rough gemstones. They don't, not everyone has to be a diamond coming right out of school, you know, pick the guys who can help you in some way at that will position. Cause there's lots of guys who can combine to be very effective. Definitely. Definitely. That's, I think one of the big keys to the off season is going to be not overspending at linebacker and a running back because you just have other places. And those are the two easiest positions to find competent play. But just to finish the point I was making earlier, I think Orr is sort of on the D'Amico Ryan's fast track potentially um, because well, first they both play the same position and it's sort of, I think he was kind of thrust into that role in a similar fashion um, and he does kind of has that persona that get in your face, get pumped up, um, you know, exuding confidence and, you know, aggression. Um, so, you know, maybe that's something down the road that will be beneficial to the Ravens as far as compensatory picks, as well as enticing uh, higher qualified candidates to work underneath of him, thinking he's not going to be here forever. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always good. And, uh, you know, Okay, the Rooney rule being what it is, I, I don't want to get into a racial debate over whether the Rooney rule is is doing 100% of what it should be to to improve the number of African-American coaches and create more equality in the NFL and that thing. It's definitely creating some additional opportunity because everybody talks about it in terms of hiring the most talented young African-American coaches to get them the best chances to get compensatory draft picks down the road. And I think that will be a focus this offseason. I think it already has been with, with coaches like Orr and Denard Wilson, Lewis at wide receiver, you know, the, 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 uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm, you mentioned his name just a minute ago, the quarterback. Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. There's another one, but, but how yeah. about, um, how about. Uh, Ryan's, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's, but I'm talking about on the offensive side for the Ravens, the passing game coordinator, but who, who became the quarterback's Chris coach. Oh, um, quarterback's coach. Not T. Not T. T. Martin. T. Martin. Yeah, T. Martin. Yeah. yeah. 
Tennessee corner. <laughs> this is, I'm getting to that age where I, I forget names a lot. And I, I, I hope people will forgive me for that, but it just, it happens to me a fair amount. So <laughs> no worries. Uh, I do the same. <laughs> so we, that's not the end of the line here in terms of people the Ravens lost. They also lost, um, I do not know how to pronounce his name for sure, but I'm going to call him Corey Crawwick, the analytics guy to the Chargers. We The, the analytics area obviously is opaque to people like me. They don't have anyone that's public facing in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form, but we do know they have a very strong analytics department. Uh, and I know one of the guys they they actually you know could not find a job for and how talented he is. Uh, it, it amazes me, uh, you know, they, they, they've got to have amazing talent in that group. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how significant a loss it is, but anytime you let a play, a person like uh, who comes from the Ravens analytics department outside the building that other people wanted, the assumption has to be one, that they're central to the process and two, that they're probably taking some secrets out of the building with them. Mm. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. I didn't think of that one. I, I have a lot of confidence in the Ravens to accurately staff their analytics department. I also have a lot of confidence in them to uh, continue the succession plan in the front office, the personnel to replace Ortiz. I don't recall their names, but Jeff Z identified Acevedo. two up and coming guys. Um, and and they, they've been through that process, you know, throughout, throughout the course of the franchise, obviously. Um, I think positional coaches on the defensive side, that's going to be a challenge to find equal quality yeah yep i i i don't uh, i don't doubt you for a second it may be that uh, that somebody like chuck smith uh comes in leaves his mark moves somewhere else gets paid even more money you know kind of thing yeah. uh you know the good news about this is that as outwardly you from from a view from the outside i would say bishotti's been pretty loose with the purse strings in terms of hiring high quality coaches. Now I can't really, I don't have anything to compare that to. That's just my impression of it. It could also be that, that working with the Ravens and knowing what a great organization they are is so good on people's resume that they may say, I'll, you know, I'll take 98% of what I get somewhere else or 93% of where I get somebody else. So I can't say that for sure, but I, but I think that, that uh, uh, we did have one of the, one of the coaches working right uh, that lived right around the block from us, uh, and I know that uh, that it, when he was here, this is Rick Neuheisel, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we we had conversations about what he was making at the time. And it, it was substantial, it was seven figures. So it's, yeah. it, it would be uh, an amount. And he's just a quarterback's coach. I mean, he's not he's not the uh, uh, you know, he's not he's not the offensive or defensive coordinator. And this was some time ago now. So, yeah, the yeah, shoddy is, is not cheap in any way. Um I think some people, for some reason, have that impression because of the way the Ravens manage the salary cap. But you spend through the cap every single year. You have one of the best facilities. He pumps money into the stadium. He pumps money into the coaching staff. Everything, you know, everything they do is top class, top notch. So that's not a big concern for me. It's just finding the right guys to flush out this defensive staff now under Zach Gore and figure out how they're going to put the pieces of the puzzle together on the personnel side as well. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, or uh, scheme wise, you know, we, 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 there was fear that Monken would change the offensive scheme in a way that would forget all the positives of the Roman era 
while just changing it to a to a pass first offense. And that really didn't come out. I mean, he still found a use for Ricard, not always <laughs> a levelized use for him, but but a use for Ricard. They still ran the ball more than they passed the ball. Uh, they brought some new passing concepts that certainly did create more space than before. Even if you want to, you know, bash his. Uh, um, if, if you want to go to the five losses for the Ravens this year and bash that, go ahead. But yeah. he also did a whole bunch of positive things as well. And, and I guess the question for me with Orr is, do you think he'll bring a lot from McDonald's structure and maintain that? Um, because I think the other position coach is also quite familiar with it and and probably in a good position to uh, to maintain that. Yeah, I would I would certainly advise to re- in, in maintain, retain as much as possible. I think it's probably going to be a pretty similar scheme, just maybe not quite as dialed in as far as the deceptive uh, pressures and the disguised coverages. I certainly, after this change, want to make sure the cornerback position is well-stocked because I'm not sure Orr is going to be able to hide them as much as McDonald did. Right. Um, the safety position, another one we haven't talked about. Um, next week, folks, we plan to have a biggest off-season questions episode, probably longer than normal, I would guess. Just looking at the list we had, we, we, we said we couldn't do it today with all these uh, personnel changes, and that was really the hottest ticket. Next week, these questions will still be here. I don't think any of them will be decided unless they make some very quick move with Matt Abike. So I'll give you that as a spoiler. That is one of the, one of the big <laughs> ones, as if you didn't know. Um, but uh, Voss, really appreciated doing this show with you all year. We've had some discussions. We're going to continue it on during the offseason. Uh, we'll be once a week when it's really hot and heavy. So right around free agency, the draft, uh, right now for, for the next week anyway. Uh, we'll be doing a weekly show, and then we'll do bi-weekly um, otherwise. And some of those shows may be shorter, but uh, we're planning to continue it. And uh, Voss, one of my favorite shows to do. And uh, thank you so much for doing this with me this year. Oh, I've really enjoyed this, Ken. Looking forward to continuing this. Uh, it's been a great uh, reprieve, and just uh, I, I really enjoyed discussing these nuances and the and the combinations and the calculations for all these decisions. And you know, the cost is working three sixty five, so we're going to have to follow suit, I guess. There you go. There you go. Uh, other folks out there, if you're interested in doing a film study short, hit me up. Uh, DMs are always open. I want to hear from you. It's the off season. Foss, I'm sorry. You didn't give your, your own information on where you can find your work online. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, X at Vasilis Beatdown, V-A-S-I-L-I-S Beatdown, co-managing editor and author for Baltimore Beatdown blog. And I have another podcast, which can be reached if you look on Twitter at Raven's Way Pod. All right. Outstanding. Uh, for Vassalricos, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week on Friday Morning GM. Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. 
where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.